miso river, river miso valley, valley miso rain, live on in the valley. High. Welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. My name is Jason Sacco and I'm your host. As a 35 plus year Spondy, I'm looking to use this show to bring the Spondy community closer. I'll give my lifelong battle with AS to you. That includes triumphs, tragedies, and lessons. So sit back, enjoy, and know you are not alone. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. I hope this show finds everybody doing well. In today's show, I wanted to look at the relationship between your microbiome and ankylosing spondylitis. The reason for this came about from looking at a few items online in some of the forums on Facebook. And I was seeing one particular thread, I believe, an example that there was a number of people giving definitive, this is how I got ankylosing spondylitis. This caused my ankylosing spondylitis. And that might have triggered a flare that brought the ankylosing spondylitis to your attention or made you notice some of the symptoms that made you look further into what was causing them. But at this time, there really is nothing that I've ever found that says the doctors can pinpoint to this one exact reason as to why you got ankylosing spondylitis. Now, there are some different contributing factors, and there are some items that, again, may have happened that triggered the domino to happen and, and ankylosing spondylitis to develop. There's nothing that, at this time, they know this is what exactly triggered anybody's ankylosing spondylitis. And that's what's really frustrating for a lot of us with the disease, is that we all present differently. We all get different symptoms, different reactions to medications. And if you listen to my episode a few back with Dr. Fox, he said there are some tests coming down the road that could help to better pinpoint which biologics you'll respond to better versus others. And that way, it's not such a guessing game like there is now with biologics where it's like, well, take Embril if it doesn't work. Uh, Take Humira if it doesn't work. Take this one. It might work. Take You could be four, five, six in until you find one that works. And if they have a way to narrow that down to one or two, that in of itself would be a great start to treating ankylosing spondylitis. The real big breakthrough is going to come when they can figure out what underlying symptoms are that make you susceptible to having it at some point in the future. One of those things is the the gene HLA-B27. Many people have that gene, and it doesn't mean that if you have it, you will develop ankylosing spondylitis because there's people that don't have it that develop ankylosing spondylitis. So it's just one of those factors to look at, but it's not a guarantee that you're going to have ankylosing spondylitis. So I happen to be looking around and on ankylosingspondylitis.net, which is a fantastic resource that if you're not out there, a lot of the articles are written by people with ankylosing spondylitis and a lot are written by the editorial team. I encourage you to head out. It's just a fantastic resource. And it got me thinking, I found this article, which is where I titled the show, The Relationship Between the Microbiome and Ankylosing Spondylitis. And I thought it was really interesting. I've also seen a lot of people coming onto the forum saying, I'm brand new. I need to learn. Where do I start? What do I do? So this is something that might be a good spot to start to think about as you try to develop 
your game plan for dealing with ankylosing spondylitis. What we know is that about 40 years ago, researchers found out that people with HLA-B27 were much more likely to get ankylosing spondylitis. HLA-B27 is a genetic trait associated with the immune system and the inflammatory conditions like ankylosing spondylitis. While scientists still don't know why there is a connection between ankylosing spondylitis and HLA-B27, they continue to study that relationship and the potential link to help find further treatments for the condition of of AS and, and potentially other items. So one of the areas that is being researched and I want to look at some more in this is the microbiome. What is the microbiome? Well, all of us have trillions of bacteria living, you know, in us and on us, on our bodies, you know, in our bodies. And this collection of bacteria is called your microbiome. Most of the time, this biome is helpful to us. It can help create nutrients that we need to be healthy. And studies have shown that the microbiome is important to our immune system and overall health. How the microbiome can affect AS. The immune system is where the microbiome, AS and HLA-B27, come together. Scientists have discovered that AS is caused by, you know, the immune system. And at the same time, the microbiome has an effect on our immune system. HLA-B27 also plays an important role in the immune system. Because of this, it's very likely that there's a link between AS and the microbiome. For example, they did a study and rodents were raised in a sterile environment and never grew the helpful bacteria in their intestines. Because of this, their immune system did not develop. Rats that were HLA-B27 positive were less likely to have arthritis. If these same rats were given antibiotics, they developed reduced arthritis. Those rats were able to stay in remission by eating a specific strain of lactobacillus, a type of bacteria our bodies find friendly. Lactobacillia can be found in foods like yogurt. Challenges in microbiome research. So of course, of course I mentioned the lactobacillia, but we can't eat yogurt and that's not enough to cure ankylosing spondylitis. There's still more that needs to be learned about which bacteria can change the microbiome in the right way. Unfortunately, um, there are many things that limit our study of the microbiome. It's very difficult to grow cultures of the bacteria in the microbiome. The ones we can grow provide a great deal of information. However, that information is still not enough to get the full picture. Different bacteria can have different effects even if they're similar. This makes it hard to get a complete understanding of the relationship between AS and the microbiome. The future of microbiome and AS study. Discovering the connections uh, between how the gene HLA-B27 affects the microbiome and how the microbiome affects the immune system when it comes to AS is the next step. And while animal studies are helpful, these cannot fully show how a human would respond. Studies of humans also have limits because it is hard to determine exactly when AS begins. One option may be to study ways to use diet or a probiotic to prevent eye inflammation in people with AS. That's a big one, and you can listen to my previous show on uvitis iritis that I did. Uh, it's a condition that if you're new to ankylosing spondylitis and you've not had a bout of iritis yet, it's something to be keenly aware of so that you can make sure you have an ophthalmologist on call and let them, even if you've not had a reason to go visit them, call them up, 
tell the staff that you have been diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis and that there may be a time if you develop or think you're developing iritis or uveitis that you are calling them and, and you need to be seen as soon as possible. I've dealt with multiple ophthalmologists and I've never had one when I tell them I'm an ankylosing spondylitis patient that have told me, don't call. They're all keenly aware of, of how damaging this can be to your eyes and I've not had one yet that's told me we were, we're not going to get you in. So just make sure that you let them know you have ankylosing spondylitis before and that if you call, it's going to be an issue you're calling about you need to be seen as soon as possible. Scientists believe that the microbiome can potentially be used to treat ankylosing spondylitis and other types of inflammatory diseases. However, in many ways, the microbiome is still a mystery, just like ankylosing spondylitis. So when you have these two items that are very, very difficult and very little is known about them, it makes it even, it, it just compounds the issues to research just exponentially. So there's still a great deal of research needed to uncover exactly how the biome can help people fight ankylosing spondylitis. So with that said, today's episode is going to be a little short. I really wanted to just bring this to you because I thought it was fascinating. The microbiome is something that well, again, I would said nobody knows exactly what triggered their ankylosing spondylitis. We all have some anecdotal ideas. I myself have one that goes back to when I was about eight. And I think an issue with a, well, I'm not, I don't want to fuel other things, but I think an issue with a doctor's visit might have helped to speed it along a little bit. By 9, 10, I was having pain. By 14, I was diagnosed. So those are kind of the steps in my mind that made have triggered that AS that was lying hidden in me and gave it the okay to just go. So anyway, I hope everybody has a great day, a great week. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Go to spondypodcast.com if you want to get in touch with me. There's a contact link there. There's also some different articles I've put out and some items just of interest that if you want to research or even listen to past episodes. So spondypodcast.com is the spot to go and I hope to see y'all and hear from y'all you guys everybody please have a wonderful wonderful day take care bye